Hey everybody, we are back with another edition of Talking Jacks. This is probably going to be a quick episode. Uh, life is happening, so we're going to try to get in and out and get everybody on their merry way. So I'm joined tonight by two people. I'm joined by my co-host Ben Gosshorn and Jason Bailey, the president of Jacks Militia and co-host of Second Yellow Soccer Show. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Doing good, yeah. Jason, how are you? Doing great, guys. Really appreciate uh, having me on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for joining us. You're uh, kind of our go-between. So Ben watched the first half of the game, and I watched the second half, and you watched the whole thing. So, And I have, have a feeling a lot of people did not watch this one as uh, Jax Militia's own Kevin Chamberlain was getting married this weekend. So congrats to him. <laughs> Happy couple. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we played Nashville SC to a 1-1 draw on Saturday. Uh, Dom Oduro scored again. Seems like he's uh, yeah. sort of finding form. Um, Dicky Jackson came back from injury, made a sub mm-hmm. sub appearance, and uh, Andrew Gutman has been named to the uh, preliminary Gold Cup squad, which is yeah. kind of out of left field. Um, did you guys have any inkling that that was going to happen? I would not have betted on it. Let me put it that way. <laughs> um, nothing against him, but just I would. I thought that was kind of. A random addition. Um, don't forget, Kevon George was also included on uh, Trinidad and Tobago's forty-man uh, roster as well. So. I did not see that, but congrats to Kevon. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. I forgot he was uh, playing soccer because we won't even put him on the bench, which is weird. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> MIA from uh, USL action, but not a Gold Cup action, I guess. So hopefully that means he's healthy, right? Well, you're forgetting Michael Maria is also called up for the Gold Cup. Oh, oh, was he really? Okay. Wow. Well, these really are you have to. These are just there. preliminary rosters, right? Or is this? Did some teams name their twenty-three man for at the same time? Because I don't know. Preliminary at this point. It is preliminary. Okay. Well, still, I mean, I, I imagine Maria and uh, Kivon, assuming he's healthy or they're both healthy, will probably be in their respective squads. I don't know that uh, Gutman is going to make the cut. That would be. I mean, that would be a shocker to be honest um like again nothing against Andrew Gutman but I'm not sure he's quite at that level um in his career just yet but um just about the match I mean we got outshot again um and that was one thing that's one thing we've been struggling with all season but it seems like maybe that is um a little less worrying this time around just based on the shot chart and kind of the flow in which the you know, Nashville took a lot of low-quality shots um, from, from way outside the box, I think three or four of which got blocked from outside of the box. I mean, they had one that nearly went out for a throw-in um, as well. Mm. So, I mean, what, what, what did you guys see in the pieces of the match that you watched or didn't watch um, that kind of painted the picture, at least with, with, with shots? I mean, I guess for me, watching the first half, it just felt like, Maybe we limited high quality chances is what really aided us in this game. But it, it, I hate to say this, but it just felt like Nashville couldn't buy a goal. And even though they were getting pretty quality chances, it seemed like, or, or opportunities to at least put it on frame, they would just sky it over the net or push it past the post left or right. And I, I was... Uh, based on what the commentators were saying too, is it, it, I was 
I knew the score, but it was going to be curious to see how our defense was going to handle that much pressure throughout the game. Of course, I didn't watch the second half, so maybe there wasn't as much pressure in the second half from, from Nashville SC's attack. But, it's, I mean, Allen Wynn was pretty much destroying our defense, unfortunately. We, we saw that last year and then again this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was – it was a situation where we we seemed to do better in some respects on the defensive side of things, but and we did well in the sense that we kind of turned it back to when we played the Rowdies on the road where we bunkered down, we played a little bit better team defense, and then countered when we could. Um, but, yeah, that, that was basically what I saw from the first half, essentially, yeah. Yeah, it looks like they got yeah. one shot on target in the second half. So you're kind of mm. right about them not being as um, attack or as having as much success within the attack in the second half. Jason, what what were your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, the first half was pretty abysmal. Even though we got the goal, um, yeah, you know, if it was by design, it looked very disorganized and not very effective how they were defending. And I can't I don't think we can give them the benefit of the doubt that it was actually by design. I just mm-hmm. think Nashville just kind of really outplayed us in the first half. Um, mm. Not even just possession stats, but you had Enzo basically playing um, left back quite a bit, a bit with Gutman. I mean, it's just kind of mind-boggling to see him there when you've got a back five, you've got two center mids, and it's Enzo should be the outlet. He should be the first person we're identifying when Mm -hmm. we win possession. But if he's that deep, how do you get forward? And then the halftime change, um, it kept him more central. Instead of him kind of tracking wide, he would just drop straight back into the middle and let uh, Maria and uh, Taku do a little bit more of the work to get out wide. So it gave me a little bit of optimism that the – halftime changes actually were effective um whatever stat you want to look at you know from possession to shots to shots allowed everything improved in the second half um Mm -hmm. so i don't know there's at least light at the end of the tunnel if at halftime i was texting people and be like what the hell's going on like why is enzo playing left back and i didn't really get any good responses other than (laughs) coaches coaches game plan yeah. Do you think it was a coach's game plan, or do you think it was Enzo maybe trying to trying a little bit too hard to make an impact? That was what I was asking. Was yeah. hey, is this Enzo like putting everything into this game, and you know, coming off of 120 minutes on Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, this is him just being desperate and badly wanting to win and doing whatever it takes, or is he actually being asked to do this? And I didn't really get any conclusive answers from people who would know any better, um, mm-hmm. you know, not surprising that they don't want to just reveal everything, but right. it mm-hmm. did seem, um, I mean, it happened too many times for it to be accidental. Right. Um, I looked at it earlier and his touches in the first half, he had a number on the left sideline and then some in the middle of the pitch, nothing on the right. Mm-hmm. And then in the second half, the touches are much more evenly spread out. So I do think there was a talk at halftime and a change in saying, we need to keep you central, right? The goal happened because 
he's playing yeah. underneath mm-hmm. Zion and Adoro, and he's able to receive a pass where now he's got the entire um, pitch to play from instead of being all the way out wide and kind of starting the attack. Yeah, and that was one of the better goals we've scored, I mean, this season as a team. I mean, quick transition, one one pass from Maria, quick, quick flick from uh, Jones, and then Enzo plays a nice pass to Odrio, who who did a good job to finish it. I mean, that, that wasn't an um, easy goal to finish off, and he kind of spun the defender around and got him on his heels, so... I don't know if that was encouraging because that's not the type of goal that we've really scored much on, you know, on the counter like that. Um, ben, what did you think about that one? Because that was, you know, that was your half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I don't want to call it fluky, but it was definitely would outside the run of play. And, but really it was a picturesque buildup because, I mean, you had the pass from Maria um, I think you said to Zion and then Enzo just to Dom. And it was really, I think it shows, like you kind of alluded to, too, that Dom is kind of rounding into some some uh, some high-quality form at this point. Because I think I saw something, I don't know if I ever saw it on Twitter, but I didn't see it on Instagram, that he's got five goals or assists in the last five games. Um, or he's got a streak of one of those things in the last five games, which is pretty impressive, all things considered. Um, and I think that's really what we need to do with Dom. We need to put him as much as possible, 1v1 on defenders, and just – and really just the finish in general was was amazing. You almost wonder um, if maybe Matt Pickens or uh, a different type of goalkeeper is going to save that, but really – you couldn't ask for more from uh, from Damo Duro in that uh, in that very the very slim chances we did have. I think that was the only shot he had on target um, to to be clinical in that sense because we really lacked that. Um, like we've kind of talked about in previous uh, pods, is just we've had the opportunities, maybe not that good of an opportunity, but we've really we put ourselves in decent positions at times and just they've been deflected or something's gone against us, I guess you could say, or we just not putting a good shot on target, but it's good to see the, the build up there in the midfield too. I think that's the other thing that's um, really promising too, is we really haven't seen quality build up in the midfield like that in quite some time or maybe at all. Um, this season. So it's, it's definitely some, uh, some lights at the end of the tunnel, like, uh, Jason mentioned. Yeah. All right. Well, to balance it out, uh, with some darkness, why do you think, uh, this is kind of something we've talked about off air, but why do you think we are usually so quick to give up a lead when we get it? I mean, I think this was, um, maybe like the fourth time we scored first. And I don't think we've hold, I think the longest we've held it is, maybe like 10 or 12 minutes like what 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 is it that makes us usually allow the team to equalize so quickly hmm um i don't know to be honest with you i mean i think i remember i'm forgetting exactly the game it was this may have been the uh i was about to say dc united uh allowed in united game where the announcers mentioned that we've I think we've basically let in goals the first 30 minutes and the last 30 minutes of every game 
or we haven't scored in those time frames. So it feels like, uh, I hate to say it, but it just kind of feels like we kind of get a, a lull there. Um, whether we have a lead or we're chasing a lead, we just kind of get complacent in some ways. Um, and in this case, when we had a lead, it just kind of felt like we didn't, we weren't on the front foot enough or took advantage of the, the opportunities we really could have had. Um, and really also to the, the amount of opportunities we were given Nashville kind of just felt like, unfortunately, an inevitability that they were going to put one on target, whether they were offside or not, um, is a yeah, whole other discussion. That's true. I but, mean, uh, they, they got know. three chances though, right there. And I mean, you know, mm. yeah, the last one was from an offside position, but the first two chances were pretty quality. It's not like they were. It's not like Curtis was making wonder saves. They were, um, you know, he he did a good job with. I think with the first one, the second one he probably could have done a little better with. But the guy, you know, guy standing offside mm. too. So um, yeah. there is that. But the defenders were standing around, not doing anything. Um, and I think maybe yeah. you'd see, maybe that's the play that led to the halftime change. I'm not totally sure, but um, it just seems like that is so emblematic of of this team when we get a lead, it's like, okay, well, somebody else is going to step up. You know, Curtis has to do better and clear the ball, but also, you know, when he doesn't, you know, he hasn't done that a lot. Like when he put put in those situations more often than not, he puts the ball right back into danger. So the defenders have to be on their toes and have to be, Mm. whether the guy's offside or not, you you know, you have to be aware and not just, I I don't think either center back that was in the picture moved after the first shot. Um, and that, that just can't happen. Yeah. You can't uh, put your keeper in a position like that, whether they are offside or not. And I, I think in, in some respects, at least in the first half, I think we we did a much better job of limiting maybe quality chances in the way that they were going to be one-on-ones or that type of thing where they were just directly right on goal. Um, and we did a pretty good job of limiting passing lanes and things like that. But it's, it's pretty unfortunate to see a goal like that happen, whether or not he was outside or not, just because it it, kind of feels like another kind of lapse of concentration, Um, which really, I mean, if we're going to score when we did, you, you think that it would be a, an opportunity for us to take some momentum and, and, maybe get three points, that kind of thing. Against a really quality squad in Nashville, too. And and they they definitely had some, some quality out there. I mean, it was, it's both good to see a point on the road, but it's also, I mean, based on the, the things I did see that happened in the second half, um, it's a little bit disappointing to not see us capitalize on the, the chances we did have. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to ask next. Do you think this is more points dropped or kind of a point earned? You take it and run just, you know, because of the run we've been on and, um, you know, Nashville has been playing pretty well so far. What do you think, Jason? Uh, It's definitely a situation where we kind of got out of there with a point. Uh, Yeah. Based on the first half, I think we had just annihilated in that first half. Yeah. Um, 
And if, if that would have continued through the second half, I think it would have been probably a 3-1 game type deal. Um, yeah. Then the second half is a situation where, yeah, actually we turned it around. You know, you had the Gutman um, foul, you know, that wasn't yeah. called. It was clear trip. You had the, the final uh, shot of the game where Maria played Jackson just a little bit too wide. But, you know, we had numbers on a great little break there. Mm-hmm. And those yeah. were the most dangerous situations of the second half in my mind. Yeah, um, there. I mean, there wasn't. And then you factor a ton in, of action. Yeah, it was actually a. Yeah, and yeah, and you factor in a clear offside goal. It's like you could easily make the case that, and this is what I was thinking about at halftime. I was like, if you can easily make the case that the refs kind of messed us up and we deserved all three points. Um, I'm not sure the first half performance really says that, mm. um, but the second half, I think it was it, you did enough to kind of deserve a point and maybe even feel a little bit um, like you deserved a little bit more out of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this is something? Oh, go ahead, Ben. Oh yeah. I I was just going to say, I think it's against that club on the road, especially, I mean, if we're at home, I think, I don't know. I I guess home and away form is kind of neither here nor there at this point in the season based on what we've done. But I think it's a point that we – I didn't expect us to get, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I think the last game Nashville played, they annihilated Swope Park to the tune of like 5-1 or something along those lines. Um, and it, it's it's a, an opportunity that we've seen – or a, it's an instance that we've seen Nashville take advantage of maybe less than quality defenses. And the way they were attacking us in the first half – and the way they've got clinical attackers, you you do fear that you get one on us, you get a second one on us, and they're up three goals at halftime or, or two goals at halftime, and then just the second half does what it does. But I think a point is good, um, especially after the, the Tuesday game, because you can kind of see that momentum negative, of course, really just putting a strain on people and, I guess you could say that this is a a decent bounce back uh, against Nashville in some ways. Um, but what were you going to say, Alex? I was just going to say, do you do you guys think this is the that second half is something that the team can kind of rally around um, and and maybe look to build upon toward you know thinking towards the next game and and you know further on into the season. I think it's a question of personnel, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dom is a young man, and he's being put in a position where I don't think he can really excel. You know, a back three where he's playing wide is putting him in 1v1 situations. And, you know, I said it against the uh, the Loudon match where Dom got, in my words, roasted. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, this is not a position. You know, if he does a better job of saying, look, I'm, I'm not going to let you get to them, try to cut inside, that's where I'm going to get from Joel. It's going to Taku, Marie, whatever the case may be. They're going to give me help there. So I've got to stop them getting to the end line. Um, maybe when he played against the soccer soldiers and he was playing the, the central of the back three, and obviously he made a terrible, terrible mistake in the 119th minute or whatever mm-hmm. it was, but... 
thought he just looked better there, right? Yeah, he's, I he agree. He doesn't have to go as wide. He's less often in 1v1s, um, a lower level of opponent, so maybe that's just the case. But that just seemed to fit him a little bit better. Um, so changing from him to Hugh I thought was a big deal. And then Zion to uh, Nikki Jackson is, a, is, in my mind, a bigger deal. Um, while I thought Zion did well, um, I just don't think he is quite good enough with the ball um, to make a huge impact, right? He's got a ton of pace. Uh, um, he can do some things, but at the end of the day, if he gets to the end line and then puts in a terrible service, it's really not too helpful. You know, Nicky Jackson is just a, a cut above him at mm-hmm. you know today. So those changes, in my mind, if we can continue with those guys, get a Kevon George and a Mark Hill back, we have some especially Kevon, he's the only legitimate defensive mid. And that is, in my mind, defensive mids, and they're running anywhere and everywhere because they're box-to-box guys. Um, you get those personnel right from kickoff, I think you've got a chance. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair, too. I think it's – I'm hoping that Nicky Jackson can definitely – fit going on from here because I mean I didn't see his half of course but uh, or the time that he was on the pitch but to be honest with you I think Zion maybe showed me all I needed to see when he gets a lot of time um, because he left a lot to be uh, desired with his performance I think in the in the first half that I was able to watch I think he I think he tries to get really fancy mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, maybe it was just because we were playing Nashville, which is a tough defense, but it just didn't anytime that he, it seemed, he seemed to think he was going to get past his defender or even the midfielder. Maybe they just stopped him. Like it was nothing. Uh, um, and maybe that's based on where he was on the pitch. I'm not quite sure, but he's, I was a little bit disappointed in uh, his overall performance. I as you could say. Um, so I think I, I think that's a fair assessment, too, that um, not to play that if we were at full strength, we would have won this game. But I think as we continue to get uh, uh, players back, I think these issues will, I don't want to say resolve themselves because um, I don't have any wood to knock on, but uh, <laughs> I hope that that's the case. And I think that's I think that's a reasonable perspective. I, I mean, I think that's a glass half full kind of thing, but we're not at full strength, and that's kind of yeah. I I think you kind of yeah, hit the nail on the head as far there. As Zion goes, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, I was gonna say, that, you know, as far as Zion goes. I think he's also kind of not really going to fit this system where he's got to play a little bit more central um, and, you know, play with his back to goal um, combined with teammates. He, he had a number of plays in the first half, especially where it was he's done something well with the ball. He's kept possession. He's given it to a teammate and then literally just stands still. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it was very early in the game. He laid it off to Enzo. Enzo was like, great, you have a ton of speed. I'm just going to knock this over the top. And you're going to get there and put in a, a cross. And Zion just stands there. And you can just see, like, okay, uh, um, young man, you've got all the speed in the world. You better start using it. Um, mm. but, you know, he's probably been in 
training where it's more of, hey, just go stand out there on the sideline. We're going to get the ball to your feet and just take guys on. Yeah. Long. So playing central like this maybe doesn't bring out his strengths. Yeah, I think ultimately his role on this team is going to be a late late game sub guy when you need some pace or you need a goal. Um, because that, I mean, he can give you that. He can he can play that kind of high maceage role where give him fifteen or twenty minute run out and just tell him to run in behind, um, and and not have to worry about keeping possession and that kind of thing. Um, so seeing him out there, I think I don't know if it was a you know Mansali is gasped because he went you know long in the game on Tuesday um or if it was maybe they just wanted to see a little bit more of him because he did I mean he showed that he can do some things you know with with some step overs and stuff like that against the soccer soldiers it's just like Ben said I think he just tries too hard a little bit um and tries to get a little bit too complicated at times when maybe if he just does one step over and goes that's enough to get by the man instead of having you know do two three four and then get the ball taken off of you so those are things you know obviously that maybe he'll improve. You know, he's still just what he's like nineteen, I think, eighteen or nineteen. Um, so I mean, he's he's another one of the young guns on the team um, that's just kind of trying to figure out his role. I think that's our biggest issue is that we haven't a lot of guys haven't really figured out their role. Um, mm. And some of that, like you said, Ben, is that we haven't been full strength. Some of that is maybe Coach McGinnis can't find the roles for the people, and they're having to kind of fly by the seat of their pants a little bit. Um, you know, I, I would say obviously the outside backs are pretty secure. Um, center backs still not really sure what combination works the best. Yeah. Same with the center midfield. I mean, I think Maria and Taku did a little better once they had a little more stability around them um, this this match. But for the most part, I feel like they don't really work well together. So I mean, I, I think there's still a little bit up in the air in terms of who we who we are at full strength, like you said, Ben. So. I, I feel good about wrapping it here. Um, do you guys have anything else? No, it's just another uh, tough road match we're going to face against the uh, Rochburg River Rhinos um, playing against Bob Lilly's squad. We're yep. going to see, uh, continue to see what we're going to do the rest of the season, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, we will have a Talking Jacks extra, though, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Already got it scheduled and everything. Yeah, our guest reached out to us this time, so way to be on it. <laughs> Jason, thanks for joining us. You got anything else for us? Yeah, I have two things before we go. The um, it just came out that the Pittsburgh game that was rained out, they have to start it from scratch, which is a brand new rule this year for USL instead oh. of picking up where they left off. And then um, my second one is I would like to politely make a request that Ben. Um, use a little bit of imagination and never, ever, ever say, I can't imagine a scenario <laughs> where we, and I'm going to leave it there so your listeners can go back to the previous episode. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I felt like that maybe factored into the uh, the late collapse there. The, the soccer gods are remembering that comment. Maybe so. It's, maybe we can blame Ben. That's yeah. what it was. It was the, it was the <laughs> curse. <laughs> I'm never going to imagine any scenario one way or another. There you go. <laughs> All right, fellas. Thank you guys. Uh, once again, thank everybody for listening. Uh, you can find us on social media. Uh, reach out to us with your questions about Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll have Justin on to uh, talk about them and Bob Lilly and all that. So 
for the three of us. Hope everybody has a good night, and come on, you jacks. Ooh.